Numbers 32. Now the children of Reuben and the children of Gad had a very great multitude of livestock. They saw that the land of Jezeer and the land of Gilead, and behold, that was a place for livestock. Then the children of Gad and the children of Reuben came and spoke to Moses and to Eleazar the priest and to the princes of the congregation, saying, Ataroth, Dibon, Jazer, Nimrah, Heshbon, Elilah, Sebum, Nebo, and Beon, the land which Yahweh struck before the congregation of Israel, is a land for livestock, and your servants have livestock. They said, If we have found favour in your sight, let this land be given to your servants for a possession. Don't bring us over the Jordan. Moses said to the children of Gad and to the children of Reuben, Shall your brothers go to war while you sit here? Why do you discourage the heart of the children of Israel from going over into the land which Yahweh has given them? Your fathers did so when I sent them from Kadesh Barnea to see the land. For when they went up to the valley of Eshcol and saw the land, they discouraged the heart of the children of Israel that they should not go into the land which Yahweh had given them. Yahweh's anger burned in that day, and he swore, saying, Surely none of the men who came up out of Egypt from twenty years old and up shall see the land which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, because they have not wholly followed me, except Caleb the son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite, and Joshua the son of Nun, because they have followed Yahweh completely. Yahweh's anger burned against Israel, and he made them wander back and forth in the wilderness forty years, until all the generation who had done evil in Yahweh's sight was consumed. Behold, you have risen up in your father's place, an increase of sinful men, to increase the fierce anger of Yahweh toward Israel. For if you turn away from after him, he will yet again leave them in the wilderness, and you will destroy all these people. They came near to him and said, We will build sheepfolds here for our livestock, and cities for our little ones, but... We ourselves will be ready, armed to go before the children of Israel until we have brought them to their place. Our little ones shall dwell in the fortified cities because of the inhabitants of the land. We will not return to our houses until the children of Israel have received their inheritance. For we will not inherit with them on the other side of the Jordan and beyond because our inheritance has come to us on this side of the Jordan, eastward. Moses said to them, If you will do this thing, if you will arm yourselves to go before Yahweh to the war, and every one of your armed men will pass over the Jordan before Yahweh until he has driven out his enemies from before him, and the land is subdued before Yahweh, then afterward you shall return and be clear of obligation to Yahweh and to Israel. Then this land shall be your possession before Yahweh. But if you will not do so, behold, you have sinned against Yahweh, and be sure your sin will find you out. Build cities for your little ones and folds for your sheep and do that which has proceeded out of your mouth. The children of Gad and the children of Reuben spoke to Moses saying, Your servants will do as my Lord commands. Our little ones, our wives, our flocks and all our livestock shall be there in the cities of Gilead. But your servants will pass over every man who is armed for war before Yahweh to battle as my Lord says. So Moses commanded concerning them to Eleazar the priest and to Joshua son of Nun and to the heads of the father's households of the tribes of the children of Israel, Moses said to them, If the children of Gad and the children of Reuben will pass with you over the Jordan, every man who is armed to battle before Yahweh and the land is subdued before you, 
then you shall give them the land of Gilead for a possession. But if they will not pass over with you armed, they shall have possessions among you in the land of Canaan. The children of Gad and the children of Reuben answered, saying, As Yahweh has said to your servants, so we will do. We will pass over arms before Yahweh into the land of Canaan, and the possession of our inheritance shall remain with us beyond the Jordan. Moses gave to them, even to the children of Gad and to the children of Reuben and to the half-tribe of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, the kingdom of Sihon, king of the Amorites, and the kingdom of Og, king of Bashan, the land according to its cities and borders, even the cities of the surrounding land. The children of Gad built Debon, Ataroth, Aroah, Atroth Shaphan, Jazir, Jogbahar, Beth Nimrah, and Beth Haran, fortified cities and folds for sheep. The children of Reuben built Heshbon, Elilah, Kiriathaim, Nebo, and Baal Mion, their names being changed, and Sibma. They gave other names to the cities which they built. The children of Machia, the son of Manasseh, went to Gilead and took it, and dispossessed the Amorites who were therein. Moses gave Gilead to Machia, the son of Manasseh, and he lived therein. Jaya, the son of Manasseh, went and took its villages and called them Havoth Jair. Nobar went and took Kenath and its villages and called it Nobar after his own name. So we've got um, the children of Israel. They're about to cross the Jordan. But two of the tribes, Gad and Reuben, they notice that all the land east of the Jordan is pretty good for cattle and sheep. And they've got a lot of cattle and sheep. And they've already conquered several kings. They've conquered the Midianites. They've con conquered Sihon of the Amorites. Og, the king of Bashan. They've got a lot of land now. And these two tribes basically saying, look, we're happy. Can we just stay here and get our share of the land here? And you all can have your share of the land over the other side. And Moses' only concern well, there's really two concerns. The first concern was that they were copying the mistake that was made 40 years earlier where they were too scared to go into the promised land. He didn't want them to discourage all their, the rest of the Israelites by giving a bad report or you know letting down their faith. That was the first concern. But the other concern was that they just were you know, more comfortable with just getting their inheritance now and they weren't going to stand up for their brothers and help them get their inheritance. And um, so these are two legitimate concerns and they have a big old discussion with Moses and Eliezer the priest and, and they work it all out and they agree, all right, we're going to settle here and we're going to get this land, we're gonna, it's going to be ours, but the, the men will still go over the Jordan and help the rest of the tribes to get their inheritance. So once they agree on that deal, it's all good. <laughs> so that's how come these two tribes at first, but then at the end of the chapter, a third tribe gets included. The tribe of Manasseh gets included in there. These three tribes get land on the east side of the Jordan River and the others are gonna cross over and uh, get land on the west side of the Jordan. So that's how that all happens. And um, so those two issues are our issues as well. And we'll talk about them in just a second. But later on, and I think it's in the book of, I think it's in the book of Joshua. I'll, I'll, when we get to it, we'll definitely talk about this. But they get to the point where they actually cross the Jordan River, and we're going to have a count of the number of the fighting men again. So it's like a third census. You know, we've had these two censuses in the book of Numbers, but there's a third census 
but this third census is like the actual number of men that actually go to fight. So here in this chapter, we've got the tribes of Reuben and Gad, and they're basically making a promise. We'll set up here for our women and children, keep them safe, and then every man armed for battle will go over. But when we get to, I think it's Joshua, we're gonna see the number of men that actually get, are armed and go over, compared to here in the second census, the number of armed men that could have gone over. And we're gonna see that the numbers don't match. And uh, we'll talk about it then. But it's interesting that even those boring parts where it just talks about numbers, there's always something in them that can be discovered. So here their promise is that all the armed men are gonna go, but we're gonna find out later that actually they don't. And I'm pretty sure it's less than half that actually end up going. There's reasons for it, but it's not good. They made promises, and we've only just covered the chapter um, about vows. You know, the Lord said, you know, if you make a promise, you gotta keep it. And they make this promise to the Lord, we're gonna send every armed man, but they don't, and uh, it's terrible. But the two issues that were, were really concerning Moses were that these people wanted to slack out because they didn't have faith, and the other was that they, they potentially weren't willing to fight for their brothers. And these are two real issues for us as Christians. One, it's not just about us getting down on our knees and fighting for ourselves. You know, we, we've got our own prayer needs and we want to see our own needs met. We've got to fight for our brothers our fellow Christians, for other churches. We've got to pray for them too. And, uh, you know, I heard today a story of a pastor of a certain church and and some struggles that he was having in his family. And I, when I hear these things, I'm going to go home and pray about it. So I'm now fighting for the inheritance of my brother, just like these two tribes were supposed to go over the Jordan later and fight for their brothers, the other tribes, to get their inheritance. We're supposed to do it as Christians. But we're also supposed to, to be people of faith. We're not supposed to shirk responsibility. And these are the two things that Moses was very concerned about. So my encouragement to you is to maintain a prayer life, to fight for your inheritance, to, to take the Lord at his word, to believe his promises, to see them come to pass, but not only for you, for your brothers too. And so I always add in my prayer lists the needs of people in my church the needs of other churches in my city. That's a really big one. If you want to grow to love fellow Christians, you've got to pray for them. The needs of ministries, the needs that sometimes there's things on the news. You, you've got to expand your heart to pray for things beyond you. And that's what the lesson of this chapter is all about. Heavenly Father, help us to be people who follow you. Help us to be people who don't shirk responsibility. Help us to be people who have a big heart and we're willing to fight for the inheritance of others as well as our own. Lord, give us grace for these things. In Jesus' name, amen.